This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Kia ora. Thanks for tuning in to the most down-to-earth kids radio show in New Zealand, The Kids Mix, with me, Kath B. We'll have songs, stories, fun facts, giveaways, and what's that noise? Plus, Susie Cato joins us with Susie and Friends. The Kids Mix, with me, Kath B, on Fresh FM. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. You've had some rest, now it's time to wake up. You feel refreshed, now it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. You've had some rest, now it's time to wake up. You feel refreshed, now it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up, it's time to wake up. Clean up and tidy up and put things away. Clean up and tidy up after you play. Put the blocks in a box. Do the jigsaw puzzles and pick up the socks. Clean up and tidy up and put things away. Clean up and tidy up after you play. Pile of soft toys in a pile. How about creating your own soft toy style? Clean up and tidy up and put things away. Clean up and tidy up after you play. Pick the dress-ups off the floor. Put the clothes into their allocated drawer. Clean up and tidy up and put things away. Clean up and tidy up after you play. It makes sense, so don't despair. If you make the mess, it's only fair. You're the one who has to have all the fun of tidying up and feeling proud when it's all done. Clean up and tidy up and put things away. Clean up and tidy up after you play. Stack the books upon the shelf. You can do this all by yourself. Clean up and tidy up and put things away. Clean up and tidy up after you play. The recycling bin, the paper scraps, pens and pencils, and to a pencil case perhaps. Clean up and tidy up and put things away. Bath time 
is fun time. It's splashy time, it's bubbly time, and it's cleaning behind your ears time. Yeah, it's Friday night, and you know what we do. We hit the tub. Now wash out your ears, because Mo's about to tell you what time it is. Bath time, time to get clean. Wash yourself so you look pristine. But first you gotta run the bath, you know. Mo didn't choose it, the plug life chose Mo. Second verse, so listen to my rap that. You're gonna need the hot waters to tap that. Add some cold so it isn't too hot. Then pop the bubbles, party people what we got. We got bubbles up in here. We got the troubles up in here. We got bubbles up in here, so throw your hands up. We got bubbles up in here. We got the troubles up in here. We got bubbles up in here, so throw your hands up. We got bubbles up in here. We got the troubles up in here. We got bubbles up in here, so throw your hands up. We got bubbles up in here. We got the troubles up in here. We got bubbles up in here, now drop the bath bomb. Now it's time to do what you order. Get busy with the soap and the water. Everybody washing in their tubs. Mo uses flannels, cause Mo don't want no scrubs. And be sure to wash your armpit. If you gotta send a candle, keep it lit. Friday night and it's the place to be. The very important bath up in the VIP. We got bubbles up in here. We got the troubles up in here. We got bubbles up in here, so watch behind your knees. We got bubbles up in here. We got the troubles up in here. We got bubbles up in here, so wash your face, please. We got bubbles up in here. We got the troubles up in here. We got bubbles up in here, so wash behind your ears. We got bubbles up in here. We got the troubles up in here. We got bubbles up in here, don't wash your teddy bears. with Kath B on Fresh FM. Here's a song called Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Middle town, it's a quiet village. Every day, like the one before Little town Full of little people Waking up to say Bonjour! 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 There goes the baker with his tray Like always The same old bread and rolls to sell Every morning just the same Since the morning that we came To this poor provincial town Good morning, pal Morning, monsieur Where are you off to? The bookshop I just finished the most wonderful story About a beanstalk and an ogre oh, and that's a... that's nice Marie! The baguettes! Hurry up! Look, there she goes, the girl is strange No question Taste 
and distracted, can't you tell? Never part of any crowd. Was a hedge upon some cloud. No denying she's a funny girl that day. Bonjour. Good day. How is your family? Bonjour. Good day. How is your wife? That's too expensive. There must be more than this provincial life. Ah, Belle. Good morning. I've come to return the book I borrowed. Finished already? Oh, I couldn't put it down. Have you got anything new? <laughs> Not since yesterday. That's all right. I'll borrow this one. That one? But you've read it twice. Well, it's my favorite. Far-off places, daring sword fights, magic spells, a prince in disguise. If you like it all that much, it's yours. But, sir... I insist. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Look, there she goes. That girl is so peculiar. I wonder if she's feeling well. With a dreamy far-off look. And her nose stuck in a book. What a puzzle to the rest of us is bad. Behind the fair facade, I'm afraid she's rather odd, very different from the rest of us. She's nothing like the rest of us, she's different from the rest of us, she's Wow, you didn't miss a shot, Gaston. You're the greatest hunter in the whole world. I know. No beast alive stands a chance against you. And no girl for that matter. It's true, Lefou. And I've got my sight set on that one. The inventor's daughter? She's the one. The lucky girl I'm going to marry. But she's... The most beautiful girl in town. I know. That makes her the best. And don't I deserve the best? Well, of course. I mean, you do, but... Right from the moment when I met her, saw her, I said she's gorgeous and I fell. Here in town there's only she who is beautiful as me. So I'm making plans to woo and marry Belle. Joining me on Fresh FM, the Kids Mix with Kath B. Have you ever grown anything? Here's a story about somebody who grew a beanstalk. His name was Jack.
Once upon a time, there was a boy called Jack. He lived with his mother. They were very poor. All they had was a cow. One morning, Jack's mother told Jack to take their cow to market and sell her. On the way, Jack met a man. He gave Jack some magic beans for the cow. Jack took the beans and went back home. When Jack's mother saw the beans, she was very angry. She threw the beans out of the window. The next morning, Jack looked out of the window. There was a giant beanstalk. He went outside and started to climb the beanstalk. He climbed up to the sky through the clouds. Jack saw a beautiful castle. He went inside. Jack heard a voice. Fee-fi-fo-fum. Jack ran into a cupboard. An enormous giant came into the room and sat down. On the table there was a hen and a golden harp. Lay, said the giant. The hen laid an egg. It was made of gold. Sing, said the giant. The harp began to sing. Soon the giant was asleep. Jack jumped out of the cupboard. He took the hen and the harp. Suddenly, the harp sang. Help, master! The giant woke up and shouted. Fee-fi-fo-fum! Jack ran and started climbing down the beanstalk. The giant came down after him. Jack shouted. Mother, help! Jack's mother took an axe and chopped down the beanstalk. The giant fell and crashed to the ground. Nobody ever saw him again. With the golden eggs and the magic harp, Jack and his mother lived happily ever after. It's not a place you can get to by a boat or a train. It's far, far away. Behind the moon, beyond the rain, Melt like lemon drops away. Oh.
above the chimney tops That's where you This is Kath B on Fresh Fem's Kids Mix. What's your favourite dinosaur? Well, whatever it is, you can stomp around with Dan and Danny with their song called Dinosaur Stomp. planets in the solar system like Pluto, Saturn, Venus, maybe we'll learn some more in this song by Itty Bitty Beats called Solar System Trip. Mercury is closest to the sun and has a surface like our moon. No air, no atmosphere, no wind, no water, so we can't live. 
joined Kath B on the Kids Mix. This next story is one of my favourites and it's called Henry Isaiah by Jane Hissey and it's about a bear. Here's another story written by Jane Hissey from my book The Old Bear Tales. This one's called Henry Isaiah. Henry Isaiah was a bear He was called Henry Isaiah because one eye was higher than the other one. He'd been called Henry Isaiah for as long as he could remember, and for as long as he could remember, he wished he was called something else. Do you ever think I had another name? He asked his friend Rags one day. 
Well, I suppose if your eyes were straight when you were new, Isaiah would have been a silly name, said Rags. Perhaps you were called something else then. I wish I had a nice short name like yours, said Henry Isaiah. You wouldn't want to be called Rags, would you, said Rags. I think it means I look like a rag bag with bits of material mending my paws. I was a smart new bear once, but I've been hugged until I'm threadbare. I can't always have been called Rags, but nobody remembers the name I had when I was new. If you want to find someone who will remember your old name, you'd better ask Furless Fred. He's even older than me, and he remembers us all when we were new. Henry Isaiah found Furless Fred sitting in the garden amongst the flowers. Furless, said Henry Isaiah, was I always called Henry Isaiah? Mm, I think so, said Furless. Your eyes were like that when you were new, one up and one down. But it's such a silly name, said Henry Isaiah. Not as silly as Furless Fred, said Furless Fred. I was just called Fred once, but I've been left in the garden so many times now, all my fur is worn off, and everyone calls me Furless. Well, if I never had a better name, said Henry Isaiah, then I'll invent one. I shall call myself something smart and distinguished. I'll call myself James. That's all right, said Furless Fred. You can call yourself anything you like as long as everyone knows your new name. How can I tell everyone my new name? asked Henry Isaiah, who was now called James. Well, we could have a new name party for you and tell all the other toys at the party. That's a very good idea, said Rags. I shall send out the invitations at once. If I find Dog, he'll be the postman and take the invitations to everyone. James Bear, who used to be called Henry Isaiah, went back happily to wait for his party invitation. He snuggled down under a blanket and dreamed of party hats and jellies and everyone calling him James. It would be the best party ever. Rags and Furless Fred carefully wrote out the invitations to everybody. They remembered to put James and not Henry Isaiah on Henry Isaiah's invitation and they gave them all to Dog to deliver. The next day, everyone started arriving for the party. Nobody knew why they were having the party and someone had brought presents in case it was anyone's birthday. It's a surprise party, said Rags. Somebody wants to tell you something and he's going to tell you at the party. Ooh, said the toys, it sounds exciting. Rabbit started to organise some games and soon everyone was having a lovely time. Rags and Furless Fred waited for James, who had been Henry Isaiah, to arrive, but he didn't. Soon everyone was hungry. Well, you'd better start on the food, said Rags, peering out of the door and to try to catch a sight of the missing guest. Where could he be? They'd sent him an invitation with the time and the place of the party. When everyone had finished their party food and began to go home, Rags called Dog over. Dog, he said, did you deliver all the invitations? Of course I did, said Dog, all except one. Which one, said Furless Fred and Rags at the same time. This one, said Dog, producing a crumpled piece of paper he was carrying. It's addressed to someone called James. I asked everyone, but nobody knew who that was. Oh no, cried Rags. We forgot to tell Dog, and now James, who was Henry Isaiah, has missed his own naming party. Rushing out of the room, they bumped straight into James. 
He was standing miserably, watching everyone going home from the party carrying balloons and pieces of cake. Was that my party? he asked sadly. Oh, James, said Rags, I'm so sorry. And he explained how Dog did not know where to take the invitation. Did I miss all the games? said James. I'm afraid so, said Rags. And the food? asked James. And the food, said Furless Fred. All because I changed my name, asked the very miserable bear. I'm afraid so, said the others. Perhaps changing one's name is a bit risky, said James, who was Henry Isaiah. I wouldn't want to miss any more parties. Do you think perhaps I ought to change my name back to Henry Isaiah? Perhaps that would be best, said Rags. It's a very nice name, you know, and a very memorable name. Yes, perhaps it's not so bad, said Henry Isaiah, who had briefly been James. Did you save me a balloon? Of course we did, said Furless Fred and Rags. Shall we write your name on it? And they did. And Henry Isaiah proudly walked home with a big red balloon with Henry Isaiah written on it. Henry Isaiah is the right sort of name to have on a balloon, he thought to himself. It's nice and long and goes all the way around to the other side. It's twice as long as James. <laughs> have you ever wanted to change your name? I think I did when I was younger. But I'm used to my name now, and it would be funny to be called anything else but Kath B these days. I've got a dog, he's a counting dog. I've got a dog, he's a counting dog. He doesn't know his ABC, but he can count. One, two, three. I've got a dog, he's a counting dog. Counting one. Counting two. Counting three. Sing along with me. I've got a mouse, she's a counting mouse. Squeak, squeak, squeak. I've got a mouse, she's a counting mouse. She doesn't know her ABC, but she can count. One, two, three. I've got a mouse, she's a counting mouse. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Counting one. Squeak. Counting two. Squeak, squeak. Counting three. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Sing along with me. Hey! I've got a snake, she's a counting snake. I've got a snake, he's a counting snake. He doesn't know his ABC, but he can count. One, two, three. I've got a snake, he's a counting snake. Counting one, counting two, counting three, sing along with me. Hey! I've got a crow, she's a counting crow. Go, go, go! I've got a crow, she's a counting crow. Go, go, go! She doesn't know her ABC, but she can count. One, two, three. I've got a crow, she's a counting crow. Go, go, go! Counting one, go! Counting two, go, go! Counting three, go! Sing along with me. Hey! I've got a pig, he's a counting pig. I've got a pig, he's a counting pig. He doesn't know his ABC, but he can count. One, two, three. I've got a pig, he's a counting pig. Counting one. Counting two. Counting three. Sing along with me. I've got a frog, he's a counting frog. I've got a frog, she's a counting frog. Ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. She doesn't know her ABC, but she can count. One, two, three. I've got a frog, she's a counting frog. Ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. Counting one. Ribbit, 
Counting two. Ribbit, ribbit. Counting three. Ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. Sing along with me. I'm going to play you a song I wrote that I've never recorded. It's called Have a Rest, and I'm playing it live. When you are tired, you're not at your best. But don't get all messed up, don't get distressed. You know what to do, and hey, you know best. The best thing to do is to have a rest. The best thing to do is to have a rest. Cause after a rest, you feel refreshed. When you are tired, you're not at your best. You haven't got zing, and you haven't got zest. You know what to do and hey, you know best The best thing to do is to have a rest The best thing to do is what? You guessed, to have a rest Cause after a rest, you feel refreshed It's easy to get run down It's easy to get all tired But don't let it make you frown It's easy to get yourself what do you do? You have a rest. You have a rest. When you are tired, you're not at your best. But don't get all grumpy, don't become stressed. You know what to do, and hey, you know best. The best thing to do is to have a rest. The best thing to do is what? To have a rest. Cause after a rest, you feel refreshed. It's easy to get run down It's easy to get all tired But don't let it make you frown It's easy to get yourself rewired What do you do? You have a rest You have a rest Just have a rest Have a rest Listening to Kath B's Kids Mix on Fresh FM. Here's a story called The Three Little Pigs. The Three Little Pigs. Once upon a time, there were three little pigs. And when they were old enough, their mother decided it was time for them to seek adventure in the big wide world. So, one sunny morning, they packed their clothes and some sandwiches and off they went. One day, the three little pigs happened upon a lovely woodland clearing, and each thought it was the perfect place to build their houses. I am going to build my house from straw, said the first little pig. There's lots of it, and it will take very little time. I am going to build my house from sticks, said the second little pig. There are so many of them in this woodland, and it will take me no time at all. I am going to build my house from bricks, said the third little pig. It will be strong and sturdy. His brothers laughed as they knew the bricks would be heavy and his house would take a long time to build. Theirs would be finished much sooner and they would be free to play in the sunshine. So the three little pigs started to build their houses. One day, the first little pig was in his house of straw and outside appeared a big, bad wolf. The wolf shouted, Little pig, little pig, let me in. 
Not by the hair on my chinny chin chin, he replied. Okay, said the wolf. I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. So he huffed and he puffed and he blew the straw house down. The little pig was so scared he ran to his brother's house. He told him about the wolf and they hid under the table. Once again, the wolf shouted, Little pigs, little pigs, let me in. Not by the hair on our chinny chin chins, replied the little pigs. Very well, said the wolf. I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. So he huffed and he puffed and he blew the stick house down. They were so scared that they ran to their brother's house, the third little pig, and they told him about the big bad wolf. But he wasn't afraid, as he knew his house was built with good strong bricks. Once again, the big bad wolf shouted, Little pigs, little pigs, let me in. Not by the hair on our chinny chin chins, replied the three little pigs. So the big bad wolf said, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. And he huffed and he puffed and he huffed and he puffed and he huffed and he puffed. But the house was made of good strong bricks and would not move. The three little pigs were very pleased. By now, the big bad wolf was very cross. Because no matter how hard he tried, he couldn't move the house. He decided to climb onto the roof of the brick house and sneak down the chimney. But the little pig was too clever and had a big pot of soup bubbling over the fire. As the big bad wolf came down the chimney, he caught his bushy tail in the bubbling pot and gave such a scream that it sent him back up the chimney. And he landed outside with a thud. The big bad wolf was so afraid of the three little pigs that he ran far into the woods. And from that day forward, he was never seen again. And the three little pigs lived happily ever after. One jump ahead of the breadline, one swing ahead of the sword. I steal only what I can't afford. That's everything. One jump ahead of the lawmen. That's all, and that's no joke. These guys don't appreciate I'm broke. Riffraff, straight rat, scoundrel, take back. Just a little snack, guys. Rip it open, take it back, guys. I can take a hint, gotta face the facts. You're my only friend, Abu. Oh, oh, it's that old man who's hit the bottom. He's become a one-man rising crime. I blame parents, except he hasn't got 'em. Gotta eat to live, gotta steal to eat. Tell you all about it when I got the time. One jump ahead of the slowpokes, one skip ahead of my doom. Next time, gonna use a nom de plume. One jump ahead of the hitman, one hit ahead of the flock. I think I'll take a stroll around the block. Stop me, vandal! Oh, bitch! Stop me, 
Let's not be too hasty To live, gotta still to eat, otherwise we'd get along. This song always makes me happy. It's by Pharrell Williams, and guess what it's called? It's called Happy. Along if you feel like a room without a 
Beat is one of my favourite songwriters. The next song is called Dog Scratch. Dog Scratch, Dog Scratch, Dog Scratch, Dog get a ball patch. Dog Scratch, Dog Scratch, Dog Scratch, Dog get a ball patch. Sneak inside and he jumped onto the couch Get down doggy doggy get out of the house Ate the cat's food was quiet as a mouse Get out doggy doggy get out of the house So he pats outside to see what he can see Doggy's tail between his legs goes and sits under a tree He's out in the backyard doing what he please Listen up you'll hear him scratching his I beg your pardon Get out doggy doggy Get out of the garden Left a hot steamer Where there should have been a plant in Get out doggy doggy Get out of the garden So he pats outside To see what he can see Doggy's tail between his legs Goes and sits under a tree He's out in the backyard Doing what he please Listen up you'll hear him Scratching his feet <laughs> Brothers and he's on my head there by the floor. That's sick, doggy dog, who let you in the door? So he pats outside to see what he can see. Doggy's tail between his legs goes and sits under a tree. He's out in the backyard doing what he please. Listen up, you'll hear him scratching his feet. <laughs> I wonder what a great big hairy bog art is. <laughs> Have you ever heard of one? Well, that's our story today. The Great Big Hairy Boggart Long ago, there was a farmer called Jude who bought a field at a very low price. I wonder why it was so cheap, said his wife Beth. Do you think it'll be all right? Of course it will, replied Jude. It's good land, and to think it's mine, all mine. Mine, you mean? Jude and Beth turned round and were amazed to see a great big hairy boggart 
standing only a few yards away. He had bloodshot eyes and a nose as round and red as a beetroot. Long, fleshy ears poked through his hair, which stood up like a hedgehog's prickles. He had a set of whiskers as tangled as a hawthorn bush. The bogart's clothes were in tatters, and his trousers were held up with old rope. His hairy knees and elbows showed through ragged tears and worn-out holes. And he had the longest arms you have ever seen, with fists as big as turnips. Get off my land! he shrieked, waving his arms about like a windmill. Your land, said Jude. That's what I said! My land, and me boggart father's land before me, and his father's before that. You must be joking, said Jude. I paid good money for this land, and I signed the deeds. You just get yourself off it, yelled the boggart. I was here first, and he began to jump up and down in a rage. Well, I'm here now, said Jude, and I own it. They stuck their chins out and glared angrily at each other, but neither of them would give way. Then Beth said, Perhaps I've got the answer. You plant the crop, Jude, and the boggart can reap it. Then we can all have the harvest. Mmm, all right, said the boggart. Jude did not see why he should do all the work and then give half his crop away, but Beth waved a hand to silence him. So, which half of the crop do you want, Boggart? The tops or the bottoms? You what? Do you want what grows above the ground or what grows under it, one or the other? Be quick, make up your mind. <laughs> I'll take the tops, chuckled the Boggart. You can keep the roots. <laughs> so Jude and the Boggart shook hands on the bargain. Fine, said Beth, as she walked home with Jude. All you have to do now is plant potatoes. So Jude ploughed his land and planted potatoes. He hoed the weeds and watched the bushy green plants come up. When harvest came, the great big hairy Boggart returned to the field and demanded his share of the crop. There you are, said Jude. The tops are all yours. Lovely potato plants. Just right for... Um, well, I'm sure you'll find some use for them. You little rogue, roared the Boggart. You miserable cheat. That's not fair. Why, I'll... I'll... A bargain is a bargain, Boggart. Now take the potato tops and leave me alone. The Boggart was fuming with anger. I'll get even with you next time. What do you want next year, then? Tops or bottoms? asked Beth. Mm, bottoms, of course. You can keep the tops next time. And the Boggart stomped off. Now what shall we do? asked Jude. Plant barley, my dear. Let the boggart make what he can out of barley roots. So after Jude had dug up all his potatoes, he planted his field and sowed barley seed. He rolled the land and watered it, and when the spring came, young green shoots appeared. By harvest time, when the great big hairy boggart arrived for his share of the crop, 
the field was a swaying carpet of gold. There it is, said Jude. I'll have the tops and you can have the roots. The Bogart screamed with rage. You've cheated me again, you little shrimp. Why, I'll, I'll... Now, now, said Jude, a deal's a deal. All right, Farmer Jude, you win this time. But next year, we'll both have the top of the crop and you'll plant wheat. When harvest time comes, we'll both reap it. You start from the north end of the field and I'll start from the south. We keep what we cut. Jude looked at the Bogart's long arms, and he knew that he would be able to cut the wheat much faster than he could. No, no deal, said Jude. It's either that or a fight to the death, growled the Bogart, and he thrashed his hairy arms above his head and stamped his huge feet. What a terrible sight, laughed Jude. Please don't let's fight. I wouldn't want to hurt a Bogart. So they shook hands on the deal and the Bogart went away sniggering. Jude told Beth about the bargain. He's got such strong arms. He'll cut ten times as much wheat as I can. He's beaten us this time, I'm afraid. Beth thought for a minute. Suppose that some of the wheat grew with tougher stalks than the rest, she said. Then one scythe would get blunt much quicker than the other. And she told him her plan. Oh, oh, that's it, said Jude. I'm glad the Bogart doesn't have a wife as clever as you. Jude ploughed the land and planted the wheat seed. Then he watched the crop grow tall and golden. Just before the harvest, he bought some thin iron rods and crept out to the Bogart's end of the field in the middle of the night. He stuck the rods into the ground among the stalks of wheat. Harvest day came, and the great big hairy Bogart arrived, carrying a scythe in each of his huge hands. Jude started cutting the wheat from the top end of the field, and the Bogart started from the other. Jude swung his single scythe in steady, sweeping strokes, and the golden wheat fell down all around him. But the Bogart cut and hacked and sweated and swore, and then he stopped. The weeds in the wheat down this end seem mighty tough, he shouted. No trouble up this end, called Jude. The Poggart was too stupid to notice the iron rods, so he sharpened both sides and went on hacking at the wheat. Eventually... He stopped again, mopping his forehead. I'm tired out with cutting these weeds. Really, said Jude. That's funny. I'm still as fresh as a daisy. The Bogart tried again, swinging his sides in all directions. But with each stroke, they got more blunt and chipped. Finally, he threw them down in a rage. You can keep your useless land! He yelled at Jude. It's more trouble than it's worth. He strode off over a hedge and vanished down the road into the distance. 
And the great big hairy boggart never bothered Jude and Beth again. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.